Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. For over a year, gas prices have been a major pain in Metro Detroit. But that has changed. Why? It's very much a wild card. We are beholden to a global commodity like oil. It's a global balance of supply and demand. It's certainly not about politics at all. I don't want to jinx anything, but now the question is, how long will it last? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. As long as we use combustion engines, gasoline will be a hot topic. But since the spring of 2021, it's also been a painful topic. At the peak, the national average for a gallon of gas was $4.99. For perspective, a gallon would run you $2.90 in 2018. So where are we now? We caught up with Haddad, Elena, and Bob to get the consumer's reaction. It's not bad, but before uh, a year, a year, and a year and a half ago, it's, it's too high. It's, double, it's more than double also. Yeah, I mean, it's under $3. Has, it hasn't been like that in, what, over two years? It's nice. You have to get it now. That's why I've never seen it like this at 6 a.m., but you have to. I mean, it's nice. It's like a little gift. <laughs> you come here after work, and the line's all over the place, and it's a little crazy. But this is the cheapest place I found from here to Detroit to downtown to actually in Ohio. You can almost hear the excitement in their voices. And if you've gotten gas in the last couple of weeks like they have, you'll notice that, yes, indeed, prices are down. We have uh, several dozen stations under $3 a gallon. The average down to three twenty-five. That's 16 cents lower than a week ago. The national average at about three thirty-six. And it continues to decline and could go under $3 a gallon by Christmas. That right there is Patrick DeHaan. He's the lead petroleum analyst for Gas Buddy. While people love to jump into these situations to blame politicians for a rise in prices and then pat them on the back when they fall, Patrick says, no, not so fast. It's certainly not about politics at all, really. This is, as you well know, supply and demand changes. It can change on a daily basis. Some of this is... Russia's war in Ukraine is kind of easing. The European Union has instituted a price cap now on that. I'd say a lot of it really is still economic concern, both in the U.S. and abroad, especially in China, where really much of the uh, country shut down because of COVID and China's attempts to eliminate COVID, which is proving very difficult, has caused a, a drop in demand there. Here in the U.S., economic concerns, demand falling into the winter months. Americans don't stray far from home in the winter as they do in the summer. So demand is dropping here and it's plummeting in China because of the COVID zero policies. On the flip side, 
refineries have finished up maintenance. That has helped to boost supply significantly. Last week, refineries utilizing about 95% of capacity. That's an unseasonably high number, but it's also indicative of especially diesel prices that remain very high and refineries continue to uh, output a significant amount of refined product, and that's helping to bring prices down. Like I said, uh, a lot of why we are seeing falling prices really has to do with situations that could change. Patrick mentioned this earlier, oil is a global commodity. It is used across the world for seemingly endless purposes. That means when it comes to price, so much of it is out of the control of we Americans. You mentioned China, and so often when we talk about a global power when it comes to oil, we obviously go to the Middle East, right? And then we hear about Russia. I feel like, and maybe it's just me, I feel like I don't hear about China often when we talk about gas prices, but the size of China and its population is so massive, there's no way it can't be a huge factor in really everything we do. Well, it really is. China's the second largest oil consumer globally. Keep in mind, when the U.S. shut down because of COVID in 2020, what happened to our prices? We are the largest oil consumer. So we're seeing kind of that in a smaller stage. China's not as big of an oil consumer, but if they grind to a halt like we did in 2020, we all remember those sub $2 prices in some areas of the country, sub dollar prices because of COVID decimating consumption. So that's happening on a smaller scale in China. And if they reopen, it's going to be things going the other way. That demand is going to go up and prices are going to go up. It's just a matter of what China's policy looks like. When we talk about oil, we may not hear China as often. Clearly, it is an issue. But there is something very obvious that forced a rise in gas prices. The world's second largest oil producer, Russia, invaded Ukraine almost a year ago now. Russia produces about 13% of the globe's oil, second only to the U.S. But when we're talking about gas prices specifically, does the longer the war goes, do people figure out how to work with the Russians being in conflict? What's best case scenario here? How do we deal with what's happening in Russia? Because you're talking about wild cards, and we don't know when this war is going to end. So what's best case for gas prices? Well, people are becoming traders and oil companies are becoming more experienced as this war has been dragged on. And as it turns out, the initial concern that Russia's oil would not be going anywhere isn't playing out. That is, Russia does continue to sell its oil. And that's part of the reason while there was some shock and awe with oil prices spiking when the war started, now that we see a lot of those oil exports are still making it to countries, is the reason why oil prices have calmed down a bit. It's because the worst fears have not been realized. But if Russia, which has suggested it will retaliate to these price caps, starts limiting exports, that could be a problem because there's no one that can really step in and fill the void. You cannot talk about oil without talking about the Middle East and specifically the Saudis. Before I go any further, I mentioned Russia was second in the world when it comes to oil production. The Saudis are third at 12%. Ahead of both Russia and Saudi Arabia is the United States, but not by much producing 14.5% of the world's oil. Back to the Saudis, they, for more reasons than we can fit into this podcast, have a very fragile relationship with the United States. At one point, it looked like they were going to play hardball, and then it looked at one point they were going to soften a little bit. What role do the Saudis play specifically now? They can be a, a larger wild card. They're not the most important factor right now in supply and demand, but politics and relationships can be a big factor. You talk about the Biden administration acting to limit the liability of Ben Salman in regards to the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. 
And just something like that could make the Saudis more friendly to appeasing what the U.S. wants. If President Biden asks for more oil and he's going to be a friend of the Saudis, the Saudis, you know, may want to scratch his back back and increase oil production. So the Saudis are a big key to global supply and demand. At the same time, they also have their own agenda. They have their own major uh, oil company, Saudi Aramco. So there's a lot of different agendas out there. So it's all really on those relationships. They can have an impact on global prices. We've talked about a laundry list of things that move the price of gas, supply and demand, and a global market. But that's not all. Sometimes gas prices are based on luck, or better yet, bad luck. This probably isn't a huge thing, but it felt like in the fall months, maybe in the early fall, there was a series of disasters. I think there was one in Indiana, one in California, where these big refineries had gone down, and it seemed to kind of be like an insult to injury. And you mentioned production Mm -hmm. facilities. I mean, was that a thing? And have we rebounded from that? It's very much a wild card, right? It's like going on a cross-country road trip and you get a nail in your tire or a rock in your windshield. You just don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen at a moment's notice. Most of the time it doesn't happen, but when it does, it can be a big problem. It can derail your travel plans. So while refinery issues the West Coast had back in October are behind us and refinery issues in the Great Lakes are behind us, thinking back in September, actually it was late August when Michigan's governor had to issue uh, an emergency because of BP Whiting's electrical fire. These events can happen. It's all about the seasonality. The good news is that in fall and winter, demand is lower. So if a refinery issue does happen, it doesn't tend to make the waves that it does in summer. This is nice, right? While gas isn't cheap, it is undoubtedly cheaper than it has been. Not to be that guy, but one of our consumers alluded to this question at the top of the podcast. Will the prices stay this way? I think about this game called Press Your Luck, Big Bucks, No Whammies, the thing would go around the board, and you'd try to freeze the... There's no way to freeze this. People want these prices, but there's nothing that can be done to kind of like frame this and keep it in a spot, right? Right. I mean, you know, if China reopens, the people there are going to want to do what Americans did back in 2021, and that's get out, see people they love, travel to see places. People do not do well when they're locked down. The U.S., we saw that. We were all locked down, right? And then everyone had cabin fever. Everyone suddenly tried to get on a plane, train, an automobile, and we were traveling everywhere. So that type of pent-up demand could happen in China. And when you have countries locking down and, and all of their residents want to get out, you're going to have all of these imbalances brought on by COVID. So it's the difficulty in anticipating how quickly this could happen in China or to what degree. But uh, we are beholden to a global commodity like oil. It's a global balance of supply and demand. Politicians get both the credit and the blame for gas price fluctuation because they are easy targets. In reality, there are many things that contribute to pricing, and the market will always be volatile. So I guess the lesson here is, go get gas before the price shoots up all over again. Big ups to Patrick DeHaan for taking the time to chat with us today. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make the Daily J part of your routine. Subscribe using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.